Happy Feast of the Immaculate Conception Day, Sean. Happy Feast of the Immaculate Conception Day to you too, Melanie. Today is a very important pillar of Catholic teaching and it's celebrated on the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. Did you know? <laughs> ah, we are recording this a little bit late because it's bloody Christmas month, mate, and we're really bloody busy. Yeah. Sorry, Canada. Yeah, shit's going down. <laughs> shit's going down. <laughs> and, the, and the future armor variant of the virus is shaking shit up and everyone is fearful, partially confident, but also partially fearful. <laughs> it's all fucking happening. So like which, yeah, which um which fraternity are you rushing? Like, are you a <laughs> Are you an Alpha? Are you a Delta? Are you an Omicron? <laughs> I'm calling it, um, I've just been calling it the Futurama variant. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> the, better, um, I think of the um, Omicron Wave. <laughs> well, because, because, you know, Lur, the ruler of the planet Omicron per CI8 from Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that character? I am Lur. Ruler of the planet, Omicron, Percy I-8. He's like a lizard thing. <laughs> now, all right, look it up. Because <laughs> Adrian announced it, because Adrian, um, well, he, Adrian didn't announce it. He just told me about it. He woke up and he was like, this is like a couple of weeks, like a week and a half ago. And he's like, oh, they've just announced that there's a new Omicron variant. And it's called Omicron. And as soon as he said that, I immediately started just quoting Lur from <laughs> Futurama. Like just yelling at him. And Adrian's like, I've just woken up. You need to stop. <laughs> and I'm like, well, don't say shit like that. <laughs> I just heard it with Ella Day's voice because she posted a, an Instagram video being like, as um, as what's, what's her name, the... Um, the the Snatch Game character being like the Omicron Wave. Oh, that's what you're talking about. And like, oh. you know, as in like that micro Wave, or Omicron Wave. Omicron Wave. But, you know, just, just for our global listeners, because um, we have quite a few global listeners now, specifically, yes. specifically from the United States, Germany, Canada, United Kingdom, Slovenia, Mexico, Egypt, Ireland, Brazil, Austria, Netherlands, and Switzerland. I did that all in one breath. Does that prove that I'm the best singer that you've ever met? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, your teeth look great today. Oh. What did you do to them? Brush them. Wow. That's different. <laughs> but I clean um, for a change. Speaking of um, some of our international listeners, have did you have you checked our inbox? Um, no. Okay. Do you want me to read an email that's in our inbox? Yeah. Um, we got an email. I don't know if it's spam or not. I think it's just like a, I don't know what it is. But anyway, um. It basically says, so it's like a statistic. So it's not asking us to buy anything or anything like that. So I think it's like just a statistic email thing. And it says that 
Your podcast, Bring Back the Mustard, a RuPaul's Drag Race recap show of the UK, Canada, and down under seasons, has good performance in Apple podcast rankings for at least the past 30 days. It's position four in the category after shows and it's position 18 in the category TV and film in the country of Egypt. How fun is that? It's amazing. Yeah, I thought so. It's like, that's fun. Because at first I was like, "Is it Carlos, are you a fucking spammer? Are you trying to scam me to try and get more listeners on my petty podcast? Or our, sorry, it's our baby, our petty podcast. And then I looked and I'm like, oh, I don't think he's trying to sell us anything. Oh, I think it's just a random statistic thing. That's fun. Yeah, like if it is a scam, it's a very long game. Well, it doesn't say that you can reply to it or anything like that. It just says... You know, I have some cool information that might interest you. Blur. Happy podcasting. That's it. <laughs> Legit. That's it. <laughs> so, you know, and all it says is like, oh, if you don't want to receive any more information, you can just click here. I'm not going to click there because you never know. That might take me into like a whirlwind of just, you know, a tunnel of other spammers and whatever. However, I don't think it's spam. I think it is just legitimately being like, hey, you know, you've done well and whatever <laughs> in Egypt. Hmm. I I don't know if they know what we're saying. I will say this. I mean, people could be learning, learning English from us. You never know. I fucking hope not. <laughs> um I fucking hope not because (laughs) that's an issue if they are (laughs) um be okay if they're learning it from you however if they're learning it from me oh lord it could go so it could go one of so many different ways I don't know if it'd be good for me I'm like a chronic mumba that (laughs) Just has very like on and off, on and off, either good, either okay grammar or just like all of a sudden can't word a regular sentence. I mean, it's true. However, somehow people like you more than me. So. (laughs) Who said that? (laughs) Everyone says that. I mean, they don't mean to say that, but that's what they're saying. They're like, oh, I love Sean. He's always so funny and so charming and nah, 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 nah. and I'm like, he doesn't fucking say anything. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're the teller to my pen. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The lemon to Priyanka. Really not- <laughs> I think not. They're not, a, they're, not a, they're not really a, a duo that that you actually can like pick no <laughs> well they both chat pen and teller it's a very um you know one says stuff the other doesn't and everyone likes the one that doesn't talk <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah well without further ado we are recapping episode eight of canada's drag race season two how fun yeah that 
came around bloody quick, did it not? So quick. Very quick. I'm glad that there is no mini challenge this week. I'll say that. Yeah, me too. That was nice. I think overall this episode was pretty bloody wholesome. I mean, essentially the mini challenge was just... Try not to cry while your loved ones tell you how much they love you. Or more like immediately cry. Just... Yeah. Who can hold out... Start crying. Who can hold out crying the longest? <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, they get it. So we've got our top five. We have Geometric, Kendall Gender... Who else is there? Pythia, fucking Pythia, Isis Kachua, Adriana. They're yeah. our top five. Are we happy with this top five? That's probably a good question to ask you. Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, I like them. They're good. Uh, there's two that I wish weren't there because I just think they're fucking annoying. But, um, you know, that's, that's just me. <laughs> you just have it out for the Rat Pack. They're just annoying. <laughs> I like them. Although and I, I know I'm right. They, they, I like Kendall Gender. Uh, geomet- geometric, I'm not as big on, but I don't know. That's mm, all right. Well, I got validation today. I for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Some yeah, reason. I, I support Kendall Gender for some reason. I don't know why. Because she somehow has a weird fascination with the Kardashians and think they're just like, you know, good value. And you kind of think they're good value. And I'm sitting here going, um, <laughs> can you tell me some jokes, please? I mean, I wouldn't say that's why, but. That's why. It's not. <laughs> you're trying so hard not to like smile at me. And you're just, now you're looking down, you're just like, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it. I just think they're really annoying. And the thing is, my friend Lauren today, who always calls me out, she actually hasn't listened to the podcast in a little while. I know, inconfident. Anyway, she sent me a message and said, I don't know what it is, but I really find Kendall gender quite grating. I don't hate her, but I, I think she's quite grating. And I was like, oh my God, so do I. And then I went on to say, I actually think that whole trio of friends is really annoying. I think their friendship is very fucking annoying. And then she wrote back and then she sent back an, an emoji, like a laughing emoji. And then she sent me a cute photo of her dogs sitting next to each other in the park. <laughs> Pretty much. Love it. Um, I watched Kendall Gender's live, some of Kendall Gender's live Instagram live today. Yeah, that popped up on my thing before and I went to click on it and I was like, whoop, nope, I don't want to be annoyed. <laughs> More about business today. You kind of know. <laughs> it was just like a group chat. Uh, but she had a bunch of her, her drag daughters with her. Oh, that's fun, I guess. I don't know, all these queens that go live. I don't want to sound like a dick, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time we just miss them. They like they come up or like sometimes sometimes they even come up. Like it'll be like this queen is live and you press it and then it's, it's like live is ended. Yeah, I don't. So they just I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just showing that you know I, I'm from a time where um, social media was merging, right? 
and used to do online. Our thing growing up was, you know, the online chats like MSN, AOL, whatever your preferred was. Um, but the thing I liked about that, I could just go on there when I wanted, talk to specifically whoever I wanted to, and then just turn it off. <laughs> I feel like live feeds, they have to constantly tell you, oh my God, this person is going to talk and you may be interested in listening to them talk and they're not engaging with you, but they want to talk. And I'm just like, no. You're the guest. Huh? You can request to be a guest. Well, I don't want to be a guest with her because then she'll want to be friends with me. I don't want to have a friend like that. <laughs> look, I look if you want to be if you want to be friends with me you need to submit a resume and also it's only upon referral you have to be referred to me <laughs> like you can't just you you can't just reach out to me and be like oh my god we have so much in common we love music and we love drag race and also we love pets and we want to chat to you you have to be referred or I will send someone out, you know, to get in touch with you. <laughs> we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch and let you know if you're successful. That's generally code for please get the fuck away from me. I didn't engage in this. <laughs> oh. But anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> yeah, they, they have the, this was interesting because this is the first time that they've actually had messages from loved ones and they're actually live so as in like it's a live video call yeah that was fun yeah it was good that it wasn't just a, a pre-recorded yeah because some of those are very um disingenuous sometimes because like if i was to send you a, a a pre-recorded message it would probably be me with a pet on my lap such as right now and it would just be like hi sean it's me melanie not like you don't know who i am <laughs> Anyway, we miss you so much and we can't wait till you come back and we're so proud of you. And, you know, when you come back, we'll have to go to Yamcha sometime. Okay, bye. You want me to immediately start crying the moment your image pops up? <laughs> it just pops up on the screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but was that not the shonkiest message you've ever had? And then we like, we hate the bitch. <laughs> do what um do what um what what do you oh my god kitty scott claws do what kitty scott claws said just start crying just be like i don't know these people <laughs> <laughs> well pre-recorded messages they can be fun but yeah sometimes they're a bit disingenuous actually for adrian's 30th you couldn't make it because you were sick but for adrian's 30th um, this was the year before COVID, actually, 2019, when he turned 30. And I spoke to a heap of his friends. I sent messages to his friends. And I was like, hey, I just want you to record like a 10 to 30 second message for Adrian saying, you know, happy birthday. And I'm going to put it in like a little compilation video with music. Yeah. Anyway, the amount that was so messy. I never, ever want to do that ever again. <laughs> Did I record one for that? No, you didn't. I remember once recording something like for that thing. I don't remember. <laughs> you never sent it to me. <laughs> you got sick. I remember because it was a dress up party and you couldn't make it to the party because you were sick. I thought this was the Melbourne. Oh, no, that was your engagement. 
that was your engagement. You know what? You're never there for me or my husband. I'm surprised you turned up to the wedding. <laughs> um, London had to escort herself down the aisle. I'm a busy bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I remember getting these messages and I was getting really cranky at people because I started getting messages. I was like, hi, you just need to take it on your phone. Just saying, hi, Adrian. Hope you have a great day. I'm so glad to be celebrating it with you. Or if you weren't going to be there, you could be like, you know, I'm sorry that we couldn't be there, but, you know, so glad, you know, we really hope that you have like the best time ever, whatever. It's all it had to be, Right. Anyway, I was getting messages from people, like this one person being like, I don't know what to say. Hey, like, <laughs> what do you say? And I'm like, um, just say happy birthday. And Adrian and I actually hadn't been to, oh, no, wait, we've been together a while. We've been together like 14 months. And I know that because we got engaged like six weeks later or something. <laughs> but this person was just for days sending me messages being like, I just, I love him so much, you know, like we've been through so much together. Like, I don't know what to say. It was like, he just means a lot to me. And I'm like, okay, can you put that in the message? Like I was getting so fucking snappy at this guy. And I'm like, I need to put this video together. Can you please just say happy birthday in the video and stop asking me about it? And I'm like, have you got someone to help you film? And he goes, that's not the problem. I just have so much to say. Like, how do you say it in 30 seconds? And I'm like, just say happy birthday. That's all you have to say. <laughs> and then there was another friend of ours, God love us, Steph. Hi, Steph. You know Steph. Steph, poor doll. Technology is not her friend. They didn't go to the same, you know, school. <laughs> and she sent me, she had to re-record hers, I reckon, eight times. I have about six or seven different recordings and the one that I had to go with, it actually came through sideways <laughs> and I couldn't fix it. And then I played it at the party and then <laughs> she was like, why didn't you ask for a better video? And I'm like, mate, I, uh, I asked so many times. This is the best I could get. <laughs> <laughs> it was so fucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway so everyone is having a cry um who would you want to send a message to you okay, you asked me this it's a live call it's a live call keeping in mind not pre-recorded like you know it's a live call yeah mm-hmm. Ugh. i don't know okay this is what I said about the UK one as well. I was like, I don't know if want to call me. Yeah, I know, but some people might only be tuning in for Canada, you know, not the UK. So I've got to ask you the same question quadruple times. Like, I'm an emotionally closed off, like, sad person, you know. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't oh. say you're closed off. You're very reserved. Like, I feel like I could be wrong. You tell me things in confidence because you know I'm not going to say anything else. Like, I think you're very selective of who you share your emotional seed with. That is true. I'm the soil. (laughs) (laughs) You are the seed. You're very seedy. I'm the soil. (laughs) Like I said, I've never been in one of those circumstances. I feel like where, where you're, like, away in this competition and... 
in this universe. So I guess, yeah, I guess you would, yeah, I guess you would have that, that emotional feeling when you see someone that's not a part of that, of that world. Mm. After you haven't seen anyone outside yeah, of the I think that's where, I think that's where emotions really get high. Cause one, you're under pressure Two, you're living your best life and, you know, like following your dreams, but then also you haven't seen anyone. Yeah, they and this and and these times too, they probably had to quarantine beforehand. Yeah. Well. Yeah. My answer is going to be exactly the same as what it was last time because I'm married. I would assume my husband would jump on and send me a message. Um, but the moment that he pulls up one of those two bloody four-legged girls of mine, I'll fucking lose it, even though they don't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> because i'm one of these people that i'm like oh well animals are better than people so fuck people am i right ladies <laughs> <laughs> not fuck people but you know what i'm saying like if it was a person they would probably like they'd probably get well they wouldn't get you to send a message because you wouldn't say anything <laughs> hey <laughs> you'd be like hey how you doing <laughs> um (laughs) or they would probably get lauren or adrian to call or james it'd probably be one of those but um i would only want to speak to the pets so don't bother with any of those people guys if i end up on another reality television show and then i end up in a position where i need to get a message from a loved one i just want to hear from the pets love that yeah that's it well when i say hear from them like they don't have to say anything Let's be honest, Adrian would pick up Beth, the cat, and she would be like, and then London would just be so stoked to be there and would just, you know, snort into the microphone. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it was all very wholesome. Everyone was crying. I did love when Brooklyn said something like, she goes, "Um, so who do you think should go home this week? (laughs) (laughs) This bitch. I, I love that she has her tongue so firmly pressed into the gag that is the shady shit that RuPaul does as a host on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's so, it's so good. It's so, so good. Also, he was, I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to sexualize him, but I'm gonna. Okay. I wanted to run away with him in this outfit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what we would do because I'm not the one for him. However, this was like. I mean, you could just, you could just try to like put something on that band she would wear. That's a. Yeah. Yeah. Put on a bodysuit and uh, uh, and something, something yeah. red. <laughs> I think they're friends with each other, but they've definitely broken up. And Vanjie was incredibly hurt. Yeah, you know, I mean, Vanjie, I mean, Vanjie's been in Vegas for like forever now anyway. Yeah, I think Brooklyn's a bit more like, well, I don't really see why I need to be tied down to one person. So, and then Vanjie yeah. was like looking for a wife essentially. Yeah, I think so. 
But yeah. All right. So yeah, Banshee went out went on a date with Cameron Michaels anyway. She's all right. Was this on the reality TV show? Because I still haven't seen it. Yeah, it didn't work out though. They just went on one date. It's yeah. not very staged, really. But yeah, it probably was super staged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they announced the main challenge. So the main challenge, it's a makeover. A makeover. And and they are making over queer teens. Yeah, pretty much. And it's going to be like a prom theme. So the queens have to dress up as like the mother. So I think it's like a mother-daughter prom theme, right? Yeah, that's like the idea. Yeah, yeah, the story, their story is like a mother-daughter prom thing. I think they're judging this one. Yeah, so this is fun. Yeah, and it's nice because they don't, because of COVID, most of them didn't get get to have a real prom. I'm wondering if that's why they did it, because all of the teens that were on it, they were just like, we didn't even get a prom, let alone, like... Yeah. You know, which proms over there is ma- are massive. Like, I know we have formals, I guess. Yeah, ours are, yeah, ours are called formals. I think we had, so I think formal, I think really if you get to year 10, that's like the really big formal because in Australia, you don't have to go to year 11 or 12 if you don't want to. Like you can just drop out yeah. and, you know, be a deadbeat or you can go get an apprenticeship. I say deadbeat as a joke, obviously, because um, I know some people they just drop out because they want to do trade or some people just drop out to take a break and then go back, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there's formals in year 11 and 12, but they're not really, ta- not not 11, sorry, just 12, but I don't think they're taken as seriously. Like I didn't go to my formal in year 12. I just didn't care for it. We had two in year 12. That was because the, the school organised one, um, the parents came and sat with us. So um, apparently every, yeah, I think every, every grade would do that. There was like the students would organise their own one. As oh, well. okay. So, you know, they could do things without basically without the teachers and parents yeah year 10 we had to extend an invite to our parents like they had to tell but there were so many I went to an all-girls school a catholic school and a lot of the girls were like you know they wanted to bring boyfriends and stuff so they didn't want to like they didn't want to invite their parents and whatever I remember it was slightly controversial because um a girl because I wasn't really friends with that many girls but like I was in this friendship I was friends with a couple of girls in this big friendship group or rather there were a couple of girls I just didn't get along with talking to you Tanya <laughs> Tanya was always a fucking bitch I actually can't remember her surname but yeah I don't know if she meant to be bitchy but she was always just bitchy and that really annoyed me mm. anyway like she was always just like um like we didn't say that you could do that <laughs> such a fucking mole Tanya and Lillian looking at you anyway um <laughs> Oh yeah, Lillian used to like me, and then I was like, "You need to stop prank calling my house." And then she didn't like that because I'm like, "You're being fucking annoying." She didn't like me saying that. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Okay. Um, but anyway, 
But I remember Tanya wanted to go to the prom, not as a boyfriend girlfriend thing. I think she just wanted to go because we had two tables and I was the only female that didn't have a partner because I didn't give a fuck and I didn't want one. Right. But then what happened was Tanya ended up having this other girl, Catherine, Catherine's brother escorting her to the formal. He was like two years older than us, I think. Mm. Three years older than us. And he escorted her. Um, by the way, he was quite fly. And then what happened was he ended up spending the night with me as in not doing anything wrong, just like dancing and all this sort of stuff. Um, and she got very jealous of that. And then two years later, me and Rob started dating. Ooh. Yeah. And so then she was always like, oh, do you get jealous about that? I'm like, no. So I didn't care. But also I barely care about him now. And I'm only, I'm only going out with him because I can't drive and he can drive. And, you know, here we are. And that went on for like 12, that went on for like 18 months. Shit. I'm reflecting on that. That went on for so long and I did not enjoy this relationship. It was very forced. Like we got along naturally, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was a rough time. Oh. <laughs> uh. Um, so because Kendall won last week, yeah. he gets the privilege of assigning all of the teams to the Queens. And she was actually quite nice about this. Yeah. She tried to be fair. Yeah. She pretty much paired all the teams up with Queens that they thought, you know, they would have a really fun time together. So that was very nice. And then she made this comment. She's like, I'm very congenial. And I'm like, oh, that's why I find you annoying. It's because of stuff like that. <laughs> that's why. Mm. <laughs> She's probably lovely, by the way. <laughs> editing is fucking annoying. I'm just like... <laughs> 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 I feel like it's just because she's from a clique. I think that that's it. <laughs> I I think that's like, what it is too. That fucking drives me crazy. <laughs> I hate cliques. You're like, I hate clique people. I don't care if I like them individually. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> I mean, because this is the thing, this is the thing. I'm all cool with having like really good friends and being close with friends and whatever. I mean, you can argue that we're in a clique. I guess. <laughs> well, no, we're not in the clique because we're not going like, oh my god, the fucking right mate. Or we're not walking around being like, oh my god, the fucking pen and teller. <laughs> or whatever. I'm just all like, oh, I'm hanging out with Sean. You can hang out with us too, but your application for friendship is still pending. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just annoying. <laughs> like we're having people over, and we're only having the people over that we want to have over. I mean, you said that in a joke way, but that's a conversation I've had multiple times before. <laughs> like really so many times. <laughs> we just we just invite who we invite and don't who we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry that we didn't invite you. It's just more so, you know, with the whole, this whole COVID situation, we really only wanted to invite those that are really important to us. So like it was about capacity limit and um, our living room at the moment. Yeah. We can only fit about three. Yeah. 
I mean, yes, I see Sean all the time and yes, I see James even more so. However, in saying that, I mean, he's just used to being in our living room, you know, I just don't want to break the routine. You know? It's about London and Beth at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's also a conversation I've had. (laughs) I don't know. They're just really unsettled right now. But um, in saying that, it sounds like I'm being, uh, it sounds like I'm being a dick when I say that, but I'm being so genuine most of the time. (laughs) But I'm like, no, they're they're really unsettled because the thing is, I don't want to have to deal with this shit after you leave. So it's probably best that you never come over, you know? (laughs) <laughs> oh shit <laughs> well in any case <laughs> um yeah I, I think you're right I think that's that's mainly what annoys me it's always like you know her and GR and I know Cynthia Kiss isn't there anymore but it's just you know that's bad mm. now Looking at the queens, just as just as they've been paired up, no other context. Who do you think is going to do well? Who do you think is not going to do well? Um, like they haven't started anything yet. They're literally just standing next to each other, and everyone's like, "All right, may the best drag queen win," or whatever it is that they say. Who did I think? I don't know. I was like, I mean. Not necessarily by like who they're paired with, but like I would have just kind of assumed, I probably would have assumed that Gia and, and Kendall wouldn't have done as well. Yep. Just based off of their like their runways and um, like design sewing skills stuff. But yep. yeah, it's actually kind of, it's kind of a, a tough call with this, the bunch that are left really. Mm. I thought straight up, um I I was like oh this is Pythia's week yeah Pythia do well I was like Pythia's gonna win Isis is gonna look sick but she's not gonna win and then the bottoms are probably gonna be Adriana sorry Adriana and either one of the brat pack that's what I thought was gonna happen actually yeah Adriana yeah come to think of it yeah Adriana I, I kind of thought this might be her week to go just yeah, like she's she's always done like well-ish, but like yeah, just just in general. Yeah, she's not um she's not pushed through the barrier in the way that she really needed to by now. Like, yeah, she won a challenge, but she won it a very long time ago. Um, yeah, it just I think by now, if you really want to progress, you need to have sort of, you know won something else by now or at least been constantly on the top or close to the top like at this point if RuPaul was running the show this would be like the episode where she'd be like you want to think you haven't run a challenge show in so long yeah exactly but Brooklyn's not an asshole RuPaul's not an asshole either sorry I'm gonna say RuPaul is not an asshole however Brooklyn actually gives feedback that they can use because Brooklyn doesn't think that she's like, you know, the Messiah. But Rue, if you want me on as a guest judge, I love you. I love your work. I respect everything that you've done. And I enjoy a majority of your runways. And I think your song's really fun. So, you know, invite me on. But please don't make Christmas movies anymore. I haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it? 
I've seen about three quarters of it. That's all I could handle. Oh, wait, is that the name of the movie? The Bitch You Stole Christmas. Oh, when you said The Bitch You Stole Christmas, I forgot that that was the name of the movie. So I was like, okay, why are you telling me this? That's exactly why you were telling me this. It's like the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, stop. <laughs> like literally, it was literally, it was literally like Hallmark Christmas film. All of the cheat, like the whole way, the cheesy background, like background music of, of a Hallmark Christmas movie or just rom-com. That so the whole way. Oh, so but it's not so it's not like the the Dolly Parton one from last year that you and I quite enjoyed. Yeah, I mean it's on a level where it was of cheesy, but it was still like nice. It is that level of cheesiness, but like bad. <laughs> yeah, see, Dolly did it right. Dolly does everything right. Dolly can't do any wrong in my book. Ever. Yeah. Ever. yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn was okay in it. Hmm. Brooklyn was basically playing Katya. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'll have she to watch a Russian, She was playing a Russian hookup. Oh, okay. All right. Maybe Katya wasn't available. <laughs> So they've had a brief chat with their teams, sort of conceptualizing what it is that they want to do. And now they're practicing walking. Yeah. This is always a gag because you can look at like the person and be like, oh, you're a fucking babe, but then they can't walk in heels. <laughs> yeah, it always happens. Have you? How have you found walking in heels? Because you um, do it for Gladys. Oh, but I've, I've, for Gladys, I barely wear the heels. Like I walk, I walk, okay. I walk like five steps and take them off. Actually, I do remember your thirtieth when you had those boots on. You could not walk in them, and it was very funny. <laughs> that's it. Oh yeah, that was my first time ever wearing heels that high. Or just I know when you said to me, no. "That's right," because you're like, "This is the first time I've worn heels like this," and I'm just like, "You're an idiot." That long. Oh, you should have seen me at Mardi Gras. That was that was so much harder. Did you do the, the yeah. weird like clumpy the, walk? Like the clumpy walk? Probably. But in fairness though, it's really hard. Like it is really hard to walk in like certain parts of our city. What parts? <laughs> like just like our, our roads are not, our roads and paths and outdoor areas are not designed for heels. They're really not. We should have our straight male guest from the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race UK on here to listen to your concerns because he works in construction and compliance. He's a building certifier. He's the guy that if you have issues with like some sort of, you know, paving of the roads and stuff, you should talk to him. I think there's a lot of areas in the city. Can you maybe, maybe, maybe we'll get the whole of Sydney. There are a lot of areas that probably have this, this concern. We'll figure it out. You tell me all the suburbs privately and then (laughs) I'll relay it to Adrian, but you write it as a way of like, you know, as a homosexual male that does drag, I can't walk the streets because of the quality of the roads and you need to fix the roads and then they'll fucking do it for you. They were really helpful during the actual parade, though. There were like certain like dips and um, step steps or like things on the ground that they were like, look, look for that ledge. They were like, look over for that ledge. Like there were like the um the marshals and things. 
they're well, all very helpful with that. Yeah, but I mean, they can't be there all the time, Sean. <laughs> their well, support yeah, can't be selective. They need to fix the roads. I mean, I'm talking, this is about, um, that's at the ANZ Stadium I'm talking about. Wait, a, yeah, ANZ. ANZ Stadium. Yeah. We're in Australia. It's Z, not Z. Fun fact for our American viewers. We say Z, not Z. Sure. We do. Look, I don't know. I always forget that one. I don't really, I don't care. Because you're too busy watching the freaking Kardashians. That's why. I'm really not. I'm watching Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so much better. <laughs> oh, God. I want to spend all my money on a Pretty Little Liars meet and greet. <laughs> if they Lola did that, I would totally go. But Lola I don't think they do that. That show has been over for a very long time. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's basically just like a thriller about for a, a sort of thriller-ish high school high school series about like four four pretty white girls <laughs> that are getting terrorized by this like anonymous source called A. <laughs> but they're all but they're all like a little bit scandalous and constantly in relationships and you know. So it's kind of like Gossip Girl, but with potential murder. Yeah. Okay. Like a little bit in the horror, but not that horror, not that horror, more thriller than horror, horror. Mm-hmm. but with a mystery. It's with, a, with like a, a mystery and then eventually you find out who is A and like you go through the whole series being like, then you find that there's another A and then like, it's like, is it their sister? Is it this character? Is it that one? Yeah. And eventually twin stuff comes into it <laughs> as those shows do. <laughs> Sounds invigorating. I loved it, but yeah. That's okay. You can love it. No, I didn't say that you can't love it. It's just it's just not for me. I mean, firstly, it's got real people in it, so not for me. Yeah, there's that. (laughs) You start talking about pretty little liars, and then I quote Lola from Big Mouth talking about going to a little (laughs) big little liars meet and greet. That's where we're at. I just want to be like a high school girl that goes to school in like glam, glam heel, like six inch heels every day. And mm. basically you wearing, you wearing very the same high school clothes. that I did. You should, have gone, you should have gone to the same school that I did. I went to Bradfield College over at Crow's Nest and we don't even have a school uniform. So for the first term, I was rocking up in like, you know, my glam attire. Wore off quickly, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. We didn't have fucking school uniforms. <laughs> Isis Couture's drag daughter, and drag daughter's name is Ruby Couture. Um, so they're fun names. Mm. Nothing more to really say on that, right? Yeah, pretty much. This cool thing happens where Brooklyn takes them to the main stage and teaches them how to walk the runway. Wish I got her to teach me how to walk the runway before the wedding. I love these bits. Yeah. Yeah. This is what, this is what Alyssa did for Brooklyn, finally. Oh, yeah, she did too. In, the, in, in Brooklyn season. Yeah, that's fun. What I love about the end of this as well is um, Brooklyn doing the pose on the wall. And her shoe comes just, off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really cute. <laughs> I wish she gave me a lesson just before I walked down for my wedding. Oh, yeah, she'd be so good with that. 
Yeah. Of the me before Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, just, I look I actually back, did, I did well at some of it. Some of it. It was. It was, I don't know. It was odd. It was odd though. There was always moments where like I'm just walking really well. I've got great balance, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I feel like I'm like struggle, struggle street all of a sudden. But that was also walking for like walking in them for very long points of times. Mm. Sometimes having to walk fast as well. So I guess it's just a different sport. Mm. It's a different sport that one parading <laughs> parading in heels compared to like just doing a runway a runway yeah yeah well I mean I was looking at models walking on runways before I got married because I decided that I was going to walk down on my own so I was like I wanted to be like a statement thing but you know what I've, I've actually looked at myself do that a million times on the wedding day and I'm actually pretty cool with it because I've never seen a bride walk down the aisle the way that I did <laughs> <laughs> I had um, a couple of friends say, wow, you were like the quickest, that was the quickest like walk ever to walk down. But I was like, I was pretty much walking in beat of the music. And also we had like the longest entrance ever. Everyone took like 30 to 45 seconds to walk down the aisle. Did I need to take ages as well? No. You know, maybe that should be my ISO thing. I'm just going to have random days where I'm just going to wear my, my pumps in the house the whole day yeah just do it maybe I could even work out in them now I wouldn't do that no don't you'll break everything in your bones everything in your bones <laughs> your bones will break their bones I'm a yeah. bitch. I could go to the gym in pumps if I wanted I would not but... <laughs> I um yeah no nope I do remember um, me as I was walking down the aisle, my only moment of me walking down a runway, I was like, I want these feathers to move. And if I walk too slow, the feathers are not going to move. <laughs> and I high five some kids coming down the aisle. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. <sighs> oh, and then I think I struck a pose before I walked down. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of ours the other day they, they were like it was funny because you came out and you stopped and before like at the end of the aisle before you actually walked down you just like struck a pose and they're like we've never seen anything like that before it was so fun and I'm like <laughs> unintentional don't remember all I remember was high-fiving kids <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were culturing people that day <laughs> just yeah. the whole wedding was culturing people <laughs> even though to us we're like us we're like this is just like another thing <laughs> this, is just us. this is just us <laughs> this is just who we are <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole day I think the whole day I was so I was nervous <laughs> I was really nervous but I think what happened was every time I felt like I was gonna cry or get really nervous I would just make a dickhead of myself <laughs> I'd basically try and like tell a joke, but it worked really well. <laughs> I think just the, mo the moment I realized that it like that people did view it as like extremely as an extremely flamboyant buoyant event or whatever, or just a, a different a different wedding was just like when that this random lady came up to me in Jordan and was like, 
I forget how she worded it. It was so weird. She was like, are they, I think she basically like was insinuating, like, are they like a Greek wedding or like a big, like something like that? And we we're like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> what happened? I forget the wording she used, but she was like, are they a mess? Like, are they a big family? Like, what, what are they? I think she was trying to ask like, what, like nationality, like, or, or ethnicity that, um, that the wedding, like the people at the wedding are like, insinuating that like, it's, it must be like a big Greek wedding or like. What, is in weird Greek? Like I think that was what she was wondering because she was like, because just because it was a different wedding, but she worded it so weirdly. We were like, what? What? <laughs> we were like, is she being racist? I'm like. <laughs> I think I think that was what she was getting at, but then she. Hey, just, hang on, hang on. Look, all the tape. Was she? Was she? Hang on. Rewind. Was she a guest? No, nah, I think she was just some random lady. Okay. I think she was some random lady visiting the hotel, or or right. or local. I don't know. But. And they thought that we were like Greek or something. Yeah, I think that's what she was trying to ask. What part of a bunch of gays in a bridal party, a dog, a fucking feather, like ostrich feather wedding dress? What part of that says Greek? <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I understand. Drag queen was Greek, if that helps. Yeah. I can I can understand the logic only in that, like you know, people people from like certain certain ethnicities like that are like they often do have really massive weddings with like a lot of people. So I get why I get, I get the what the wondering, but it was like. Does it really seem like that? I love how they just come up to you like, so are they Greek? I think she just said, what are they? Or like, and then she like kept trying to reword it. And we're like, what? You're asking us. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's really funny. I'm going to have to tell Adrian after this. <laughs> I love when people scramble too and you can see that she's like trying not to word it in an offensive way then too as well yeah. people like what? and then she's like it's just like what what like there's because there's a lot of people like and like it's a big like what are she's saying something like that I can see <laughs> that they can see that scrambling of like I better not be offending but I don't know how to ask what I want to ask <laughs> <laughs> I get <laughs> so funny <laughs> i guess i guess if they saw so if they saw us we're obviously white <laughs> that's true i think like the crowd is the like the, all the people there too are all like a variety of ethnicity yeah that's what i was gonna say because there was like a real like i think our wedding if you look at the like, guest list like there's a lot was, of white but then there's still a variety there was a lot of diversity <laughs> yeah because like we've got friends that are like Lebanese, Portuguese, you know, yeah, Asian descendant of some sort, Assyrian, Greek, <laughs> but we're white. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, they probably would have seen all like the wedding party and been like, but they're all white. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, that's so that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I guess you're right in saying that I was just culturing people all day. Yeah, I guess people expect to expect weddings to all just be family, like all just be like one type of family, family ethnicity in the audience, in like the. I guess so. And you're like, 
let's not always that. <laughs> yeah, see, we're not hateful. So there's that. <laughs> oh man. But I, I thought that this part of the episode was really freaking cool when they were doing the um yeah, when they were learning how to walk the runway. Because she, unlike yeah. RuPaul, she actually gives genuine feedback. Yeah. From looking at the them doing the runway, like just doing their runway walk, did you change your opinion of who you thought was going to win or lose or otherwise? Um, well, actually, just before this, I'd asked or put that in there. Mm. That, but I wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah, I I sort of thought the same. I was like, this might be, but I kind of thought, you know what? She's she's smashed the last two design challenges, so I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. And she's so she's so good at design and and um and the execution. Mm. On the runway, I was watching Isis's daughter, and I was just like, this bitch is oh, a yeah, she, she can walk. <laughs> she can walk. Yeah. Um. I'm a little bit annoyed because so for whose child was this geometrics drag daughter. So he was walking down the runway or they were, I'll just say they, that'll be better. They were walking down the runway and Brooklyn says, your mom is a supermodel, like literally. So you've got a lot of shoes to fill literally and figuratively. Who's his mom? So you don't I'm think geometrics. You don't think geometrics a supermodel. Wait, were they talking about his actual birth mother? I was just assuming he was that they were referring to like the drag mother that they're they're walking with. Oh, okay. That was my assumption. Okay. All right. Maybe that's just me. Look, because <laughs> I was confused. I was frantically Googling going, hang on, who's this guy's super famous supermodel mother? That sounds a little bit literal but <laughs> for this. <laughs> Sorry. It's a, it's a, you know, <laughs> it's a wild yeah, I, just, I just assumed, yeah, I just assumed the supermodel was geometric as in like, Geometrics walk is a supermodel walk. Yeah, I I'm gonna <laughs> uh, after we record this, I'm gonna st- I don't want to stalk. I don't like using the word stalk. Um, I'm gonna message the the queen and be like, hey, so Brooklyn said that your mum is a supermodel. Um, did she mean Gr or did she mean it your actual mum? And if so, can you tell us? We're doing a podcast. Also, you you're welcome to be a guest on the Bring the Bring Back the Mustard podcast if you would like to be <laughs> one. But it has to be in our time zone, not yours. You reckon? Totally. <laughs> I'll message them after we record. Now we're back in the workroom. The queens are finishing off their garments. Yeah. And they're doing their makeup and they're having a really fun conversation where I, I think it's quite interesting and it, it gives me a bit more positive. Um, it gives me a bit more confidence about my children, you know, just being people in the world because a lot of the um, because all of the teens are talking about how they've all made positive changes like one of the teens said that they've 
Um, they rallied to have a gender neutral bathroom in their school and others have. Yeah, you know, sorry, is. Yeah, and others have made, on Friday did that and they've made other changes or they've, they've lobbied for other changes to take place to really get, you know, people talking to each other. I remember I got marked down because um, we had to write a story about a high school relationship didn't have to be a romantic relationship it was like an English assignment and we had to write the story so that there was a um there was an where the issue is unresolved it was like a short story and so I wrote this short story about this guy and he's got a girlfriend but he's gay and but the girlfriend is also gay and they didn't want to tell each other and that's how it was unresolved and I got marked down on it. I got like a, a B, no, I got a C because they said that the writing was brilliant. However, we don't talk about those themes in this school. Ugh. Okay. Gross. Uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had a talking to when um, we were in religion class and the religion teacher was like, you can ask me any question you want and there won't be any judgment. And then I was like, why, why, why do we, why does, you know, why does this school have an issue with, um, with talks of, you know, gayness or bias or whatever, when our Lord Jesus Christ say, um, Jesus was just frolicking around the countryside with like 12 other dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a conversation I was having. <laughs> but she said I wasn't going to get in trouble, so. I love it. I mean, I asked it in a way that it was like, you know, it was a genuine question because I was like 14. I didn't freaking know. <laughs> <laughs> I always just stay quiet when it came to all that stuff in high school. Yeah. I was that I was that guy. There was like only one, there was only one out person in our grade that she she was by. And she like she did get interviewed once. I think they like they in, they they gave her like a an interview in front of everyone as like a you know like Christian development class group thing. What? Yeah. Were they trying to shame her? No, they were trying to be there were that was their attempt to be like more worldly or rounded or something but I don't think yeah it sounds like that scene in pen 15 season one where Anna's trying to like you know bring awareness to racism in her school but <laughs> in the process she like funny. unintentionally the scene. comes across as racist <laughs> like the, the little <laughs> acting scene that she sets up <laughs> that seems hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's what that reminds me of <laughs> oh my god um but yeah they're talking about Michaela says that someone set her locker on fire I did not like this storyline yeah yeah it's very upsetting and that was really upsetting yeah, it was good to hear from Isis too about her um, um, like upbringing and um, going through just men- mental struggles and um, yeah, it was like it was hard. Yeah, sad to hear that um, 
yeah, I guess going through bullying both in school and at home like mm. resulted, resulted in in that stuff happening I think that would have been um I guess because I think she's only a year or two older than me yeah um she would have been of that generation where social media was emerging because social media has only been around like 10 years or something and when we say social media we're referring to myspace facebook um well we had vampire freaks there was that growing up yeah even msn i guess was the slow start well that was pming that was like private messaging but yeah. um yeah you would still have people like bullying you oh yeah bebo bebo was like just before just before myspace i didn't have bebo because i was like it's got a stupid name i, I had i used to write stories and post it on there i, I had a myspace because i could play music on it but um yeah that was pretty much it i only got facebook uh 2010 or 11 i don't know mm. yeah um, but yeah, she was talking about how she's, you know, she dabbled in self-harm um, and, you know, yeah, I think suicidal. Was, I think she was referring to self-harm, yeah. Yeah, like I don't think she... Either that or eating that. and body disorder type stuff. Or that, well, yeah, I mean... She wasn't, she wasn't super specific, but it was like she, could, yeah, she, she knew she could only control her body. I think that's how she worded it. So, yeah, it sounds like it was either either one or both both of those yeah I mean it was a bit of a um I know body image it still is a problem but I know growing up body image was very misunderstood and depression was very misunderstood it was kind of a bit of a taboo thing um I think a lot um too you would have like you know like a lot of music was bit like people music that people listened to that was sort of being blamed for teens having these like you know whether it was cutting themselves or starving themselves or whatever but that actually wasn't the problem if anything that was the outlet and no one else was understanding the cry for help you know so and when she was saying you know I was thrown like I was packed away for a while um like I know five years ago five six years ago I had a bit of a I don't want to call it a nervous breakdown but I was having a really hard time because I just lost my job. My grandmother was dying. I also, you know, found out some family secrets that I was not aware of. Nothing bad, but just stuff that I didn't know about. And my relationship of seven years ended and it was all just not a good time. None of it was a good time. And also I'd just come off X Factor and I was getting my dad was trying to reach out to me and all these things were happening in the space of like a six to eight week period, which is not good. And I just lost it. And then I remember my mum one day, I was just, as I had the biggest panic, I just had this panic attack and just constant panic attacks and everything just kind of was like a haze. I couldn't really remember what was going on. And all of a sudden she was checking me into this like little, like, it wasn't like a hospital. It was just like a mental health, thing that they basically just make sure that you're fed and you're looked after for the day and I never it was just so awful it was just it was like one night and I felt so ashamed and humiliated because I'm like I feel like no one even understands what's going on 
I don't understand what's going on. And now I'm too much of a problem that they just checked me in here. And I was never trying to hurt myself or anything like that. I just didn't know what was going on. You know what I mean? And I was like, everyone is just treating me like I don't have any, there's no validity to my pain and there's no validity to my grieving or anything like that. So I understand where she's coming from when you feel like no one is understanding what's going on. It's very tough. I think it's much, yeah, it's, it's definitely like you to be in a, to go into a place like that, you would much rather be going, going there out of your own, your own choice. Yeah. Like, I think it was more so like my mum was sort of saying, she's like, I, I think it's, I think it's best if you stay here just for a couple of days. And I kind of felt like I needed to because she was telling me to, even though I was like 27 years old and I had choice, but I was like, well, mum's saying that, you know, I have to do this thing. So, you know, it's really, I'm not saying, I'm not dissing those places by the way, but you know, I'm talking five years later and I'm like, I didn't need to do that. I literally just needed clear answers and I needed some time to like breathe and process shit. And no one was really giving me the breather. The people that needed to give me the answers were not giving me the answers. And the people that needed to give me a breather were not giving me a breather. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah. But when she says that she was put away for a while, that could have been like a month. That could have been six months. Who freaking knows how long that could have been. Yeah. And when you're like, and when you're younger as well, like... Yeah, like I, yeah. I didn't like staying yeah. half a night at this random place. <laughs> yeah, especially like in teens, like that type of thing would be very, very traumatic. Traumatic and very confusing. Yeah. 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 I mean, people can have really good experiences in places like that, but yeah, mm. like as a teenager getting put somewhere like that and like even if the place is a good a good facility, like if you're not in a in a, a mental state where you're actually trusting the people that are caring for you, like you're not yeah. really, probably not going to get a lot out of it. Mm. Oh, for me, nothing was happening. They literally put me to bed and they gave me bung food, and they took and they try and they took a blood sample to check if I was like hydrated or not. Mm. That's all that happened. But still, I was very ashamed that I was just you know felt to be made to feel like I was suicidal or something and I was like I'm not suicidal I'm just going through a really shit time you know (laughs) it was just uh and like yeah I was manic but you know for me it's times like this and I'm like I really wished I lived on my own at that time because I don't think that would have happened I think I would have just gone for a nap (laughs) (laughs) oh man um but anyway good chats all around i think it was a good conversation i think the queens were very um it was very evident that the queens were very um inspired and in awe of the work that these teens are doing and then the teens were sort of saying um the teens were sort of saying you know, if it wasn't for people like you to give us the platform, then, you know, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation. So I think it was a very nice two-way street. It just kind of goes to show that, you know, with more, you know, with more knowledge, we're going to give more power to 
you know, the generation after us. Right? Yeah. Actually, um, Kendall Gender's teen, um, Stormy, Stormy Gender, like, I think, well, Ken- Kendall Gender posted it on, um, on Instagram, but yeah, like, she sent, sent, sent her, like, e- messages and emails saying, like, about, like, in summary, it was basically saying, like, she'd never, never had the courage to, to be, like, a flam, like, a flamboyant gay and ever do anything like that, and, um, in, yeah, basically just, and like his family had never, never, yeah, he didn't, he didn't think his family would ever accept him doing, doing things, anything like that. And like, just that experience, like changed, changed his entire, like high school and, and family and family relationships after that, like he was actually open to be like, show, show more, yeah, show, like show an actual more, more well-rounded gay gay guy side of life basically rather than being stuck in like a trying to be that the non-exist is what what he views as like a non-existent like chill chill gay Mm. (laughs) that like doesn't it doesn't show any feminine side yeah for sure like yeah I think it's such a it's such a good thing that just yeah just just that experience actually can can actually change lives yeah it can I know like it sounds really cliche and you know it sounds cheesy but it's true you need to you know the things that you say and that that's where I am um that's where you know I like telling my story it's got nothing to do with me you know I don't think I'm an inspirational person by any means I don't think that I'm you know someone that should be looked up to by any means but I know that I have a very unique story and I know I have a story, but you know, there's parts of my life that I think is quite unique. And there's other parts of my life that I think is, you know, very commonly not spoken about. So I think that's where I've grown to become a very transparent. I wasn't always like that. I never used to really talk to anybody, but I've become a very transparent person because I'm like, you know, I want my kids to be in a world where they can feel like they can be themselves. I want to be in a world where people can, where my kids feel like they can, you know, speak their minds. Yeah. You know? So it, it kind of shows, you know, it's examples like that, that it is really opening up those conversations because, you know, we're the type of creatures that learn from watching each other. Right. Yeah. Monkey see monkey do. I'm like, yeah, we don't have to fit into one one personality type or one yeah there shouldn't yeah there shouldn't be an expectation on on how we are like if we want to be flamboyant we can be flamboyant Mm. it's funny you know because there's a part of me I, I think about this quite a lot where these gender norms and these gender stereotypes we've manufactured those yeah we, you know, because once upon a time we were just organic people. We were just, we were just, you know, creatures the same as any other, you know, like I've got a dog and a cat, for example. I wouldn't say that my dog or cat are feminine or masculine. They're just a dog or a cat. They just do what they want to do, right? So, you know, but I think humans over time, we've evolved to a place that we've created these gender and stereotypes norms and it's because we're very complex creatures unfortunately fortunately but also unfortunately 
But so I think in many ways, as much as we're progressing forward, um, ultimately, in my view, I think we're just getting back to our roots and just being people and just doing what we want to do because we can, you know? Yeah. It's funny how like progression sometimes means just, you know, going back to going back, back to, to how it was. And when I say back to how it was, I'm not talking like 1956. I'm talking like, you know, cavemen. Yeah. You have to think of like all like the the, the old Romans and like Greek Greek soldiers back in the day as well. They say like there, there definitely wasn't. Like there was there was definitely like sexual fluidness back in back in those ages. Yeah. yeah. About. <laughs> Michelangelo had, Michelangelo had a boyfriend. They found letters of him writing to his lover and stuff. Alexandra, Alexander the Great. Yep. <laughs> had multiple lovers. Yep. Fun stuff. Yeah. So now we're on the runway. Brooklyn. This fucking goddess. Stunning. It's one of my favourite colours. That, that royal blue. Yeah. Well, it's more like a, let me look at it again. Get you the correct color, please. Like a, like a dark royal blue. I think that's like my favorite blue. I used to have a t-shirt that exact color and I could never get, get the same one ever again. Mm. And it sucks. because it was always the perfect fit and I could never find one like it ever again. Yeah, it's like a proper blue. It's like a, um, yeah, you're right. It's a royal blue. Look at you and your colors. Look at it go. Well, you already said royal blue. Well, I just wanted to double check because you're like, it's like a dark royal blue. And I'm like, don't confuse me. It's just royal blue. <laughs> I was fact checking you. I'm actually not the biggest fan of blue. I don't hate it. But when people are like, um, all of my friends are going to cancel me now that I've said this. I'm putting my friendships at risk. But when everyone's like, when people are like, my favorite color is blue. I'm like, hmm. I always liked pink the most as a kid. But then I think I like forced myself to like blue at a certain age. Because, you know, boys are meant to love blue, apparently. Mm. That was always. I like blue. Like I like the color blue. I do wear the color blue, but not overly often. I wear a lot of, I have a lot of blues in my bedroom because blue is a very soothing color. It's a very Mm. soft color. I think blue. The sky. sky. Well, not right now because in Australia, it's a blood, well, in Sydney anyway, it's a fucking La Nina. Yes. So it's been raining nonstop and it's going to rain all fucking summer. So this global the world this is gonna be the third summer that we've not had and australians are very into going to the beach and shit so that fucking sucks for example we had the bushfires two years ago that everyone knew about because the fucking smoke went to portugal not a joke legit everything died and then we had covid (laughs) yeah it went to fucking portugal that's how much smoke there was everything was on fire the whole yeah. sky was orange for six months. It was fucking scary. Every day I was just like, I don't think my house is going to catch on fire, but you yeah, can't like, even, even in the inner city, it was like, it looked, it was like a mess and like you couldn't breathe. And it's yeah. like, there's like no trees in the inner city, but like. Yeah. Remember, I, I think you were there when we tried going to swimming in the pool and we're like, mate, we can't breathe, better get out of here. Were I you there that day? No. Oh, once again, you weren't there for me. I don't do pools. Okay. 
I basically just don't do sun. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I, I do bleach on special occasions only. <laughs> I love going to the beach, but I'm like lacquered in sun. But yeah, then last year, obviously, it was COVID. And now this year, it's fucking La Nina. So it's flooding everywhere. Yeah. Plus, it may as well just be the same COVID anyway. Oh, this country, I love my country, but also pick one. Yeah. Well, I mean, Greta, I mean, Greta's just like, you're all going to die in a few years. So, who? Like, Gre- Greta will be like, you're all going to die in a few years if you don't fix the climate crisis. Who's Gretel? Greta. Who, Greta? Like Greta Thunberg. Oh, yeah. Do you know who Greta is? No. You don't know who Greta is? She's like iconic. No. Iconic forever, forever teenager. That's... I'm Googling her now. That's, that's like speaks up on climate crisis. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen her. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you need to like do stuff about the climate. Yeah, the last time she did a speech at um, what's it called? That um, oh, one of those um, like cli- climate action events. I forget what it was called, but she was like, "This is all," like she like it was it was the best. She was like, "All of this, sh- all of this stuff, all of this, yeah, all of these things, all charade, <laughs> mm-hmm. all for show." And then she and then she just slammed them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I know who she is. I just didn't know her name. But anyway, um, yeah, so we're on the runway now. We have, we'll review all of them because we have to. <laughs> yes. But also we want to. We have, first queen up we have is Isis. Isis. Oh, we didn't mention the guest judge, Mitsu. Oh, yes, Mitsu. Do you know who she is? I don't. Um, she is a singer. Cool. And she's known for a RuPaul song. <laughs> she sings a RuPaul song or a song but, that was written by RuPaul. A RuPaul and someone else. Yeah. I was going to talk about that later. I'm like, why, why do they only say, like, I feel like this is just a thing for, for general life. I'm like, why did they say a song written by RuPaul and then not mention the co, the co-writer? I agree, though. I don't understand why they they didn't include the the. They only care. They only care about I mean, people. I'm sure they're not the only one that's done this. I'm sure this is something that regularly happens, but in multiple show platforms, but where they where they mention the, the writer of a song, but I'm like, I mean, RuPaul probably did the least work. <laughs> he probably like, I would imagine anyway. Although he has written a lot of he's he's co-written a lot of songs though. I, I like looked into it because I was like annoyed. And he actually he does co-write. He's co-wrote written like quite a fair percentage of the songs he's released. Mm. They're usually either with one person or two or three. Yeah. But yeah, over, over time he has done a lot of a lot of co-writing. But yeah, yeah, I'm like, you know credit should be given to the yeah. co-writer I don't, I, I don't yeah even if no one ever knows who they are or, or looks into it they should still be mentioned on a, a tv platform what I think mm. agree first runway we have is Isis Couture and her drag daughter Ruby Couture what did you think 
um, stunning. Like, dress is gorgeous. Whilst I was watching the runways, I didn't know exactly what they were going to, how they were going to critique it, though. So I was like, are they going to be like a Michelle and be like, I don't see the mother-daughter reference or I don't see the family resemblance or are they going to be like the story, which is what they did. (laughs) I loved them. Okay, so both of them were beautiful, stunning. Yeah, they Um, they both look gorgeous. Especially I was looking at Isis's coat and I was like, oh, my God, that's my wedding dress. <laughs> because that's how she did the ostrich feathers. Correct, except I didn't have sparkles in mine. Um, but all of it was beautiful. It looked like a professional costume made or, you know, designer made these. They were not from the same universe. So straight up, I was like, she's in the bottom. Yeah, that was the the, the story part of it is like, the only reason I thought maybe she is meant to be like her share was just because they randomly gave a share reference in there. But yeah, I felt like there was no story. And I think that was the problem. They just didn't get it. Yeah. Well, there wasn't a story to get. I think what happened was Isis was like, I really want to wear this thing. This is the thing that I bought. I want you to have the best prom ever. So I'm going to make you this. Yeah. She did what, what her prom queen wanted. Wanted. Yeah. But yeah, that what she had to wear with it yep. didn't really match any type of storyline. Yeah, agree. Next queen we have was Kendall Gender and her drag daughter, Stormy Gender. What did you think? Like, yeah, I like I like what her drag daughter is daughter's in. Um actually I like both of them. But I mean, I don't I don't know if I thought they were the best of the night, but like the story was very well executed okay it was like it was very obvious what I mean she made it straight away it was very obvious like the the mother-daughter relationship yeah but yeah I do do like her her sort of Fred her sort of Flintstone-esque I'm glad that you picked up on that because I was like is this the Flintstones I think it's just the color the orange and the the green like with like those like um triangles rock circle thingies yeah that's it does yeah it does read very flintstones but it's different i mean i like it mm. it's not my favorite but i like it mm-hmm. but yeah i thought her drag, drag daughter looked good yeah. yeah 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 like it wasn't bad i hated the outfits though actually the coat does and actually her like the coat that she puts on the ground like does like it has like a resembling ish match with 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 kendall gender but it's uh, the color was just the green was it was a gross green and I hate the um I hated the neckline and the split it actually wasn't bad like I'm not saying it was bad it was actually well constructed given I don't her, love the color either yeah her skill level but I hate the fabric I hate the neckline and I hated the color and the the orange with the the thing I was just like okay you're a daggy mum and whatever but to me they weren't from the same they weren't from the same um, era because what what Stormy was wearing was very naughties, I would say. Like, uh, no, I would say not naughties. Sorry, wrong word. I'd probably say 2010 to, you know, late that era, a couple of years ago, right? The 10s. Do you want to call the them tens, the 10s? The, the 2010s. Was the 2010s. Um, where, was the yeah, Maybe. where... Um, 
Kendall Genders was very 80s and I was like, oh, shit, this is like a lot. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I have to like, I, I always, these episodes always make me imagine like if Michelle was there judging, how, how different would this be? How different would it be? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that. You're like, I don't see the family resemblance. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't. And um, there was a lot of gathering too. Like this didn't fit very well. There was um, a lot of like, it's almost like she just cut one piece of fabric in one line and then just sewed two pieces of fabric together. So when they walked, it didn't quite fit. Um, wasn't terrible, but, you know, that's just what I'm, I'm just looking at it. Mm-hmm. Now, next look, we have Adriana and Bella Donna, her drag daughter, Bella Donna. Yeah. Sean, tell me your thoughts on this. Are you making me start because you've got, you're going to like rip into it? No, I always it. make you start. I always make you start. You only make me start when you've got like the world of angry criticism. No, 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 like, no. I always let you start because, I, because what I found is I always make you start regardless of whether I think it's good or not, because I don't want to influence your decision. Oh, wow. I want just, to hear genuinely what you think. so basic. Well, I didn't say that. What <laughs> 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 okay. I found is I'll say something and like I've done it too where I'll say something and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, I did actually think that. And I'm like, we didn't say that before. Well, sometimes I forget. You put me on the spot. No, I'm not telling. I'm not putting you on the spot. We've been playing this podcast for a week. I'm not putting you on the spot. Sure. <laughs> we, Maybe I should start writing. We planned writing this. Down. I'm gonna start writing down critiques in like a full-on speech manner. No, I don't care. No, please don't, because I want to cook dinner. <laughs> so there's that. No, I'm genuinely asking you what did, what did you think but it's also part of my role as the moderator to ask you what you think and then I put input in and then I drive to the next queen and then I ask your input and then I reply and then you know I just keep driving the episode that's that's, like, that's how it works. Like we've like circulated like along with this and like all, I'm loving, all my criticism was was just um like usually you do it just before you're going to be like I hate Vanity Milan <laughs> I want you to think that I was trying to set you up for failure because, you know, I don't need to contribute to that because you're very capable of doing that on your own. Anyway. I believe in you. (laughs) So (laughs) what did you think of Adriana and Bella? I like Adriana's look a lot. On its own, it is a very good look. They don't really match up together at all. I mean, the first time I was watching it, I I just I couldn't look away from the walk, but it was, yeah. I think we found we found out later it was just because of the heels, which I had wondered. She just can't she just can't walk in heels. Yeah, these are yeah, not fair enough. It happens. They're not good heels to try if you're not good at walking in heels. I'm very lucky in that because I was singing from a very young age. I was therefore doing, I don't want to call them performances because I'm also started at the church singing in front of people solo. So they were good areas to practice, but they weren't necessarily performances. But I would always dress up because it was sort of like a way of, you know, preparing for the stage and whatever. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is 
from I was wearing heels from the time I was like 11 very used to it so and also it was the 90s so I was very into platforms and platforms were very in and so I had a lot of practice in walking in different like different kinds of heels those heels I'm telling you now the type of shoes that she's wearing they're not the type of heels that you want to be walking in if you're not great walking walking in heels first up you know what I mean they're not good um, but I agree with you in terms of the look. See, I wasn't setting you up for failure. See? <laughs> I agree with you. Adriana's look is very cute, very funny when she turns around. The way she presented it was hysterical. Um, it's a fantastic look, not for this. Yeah. This should have been, you know what this should have been? This should have been what she wore for the good girl gone bad. Because she walks down and she's like, oh, I'm like a mummy. And then she turns around and then she's got a BDSM bear up her ass. So I'm assuming that's code for she likes bears. Oh. I think. It could be a code for multiple things. Yeah. But um, I don't think it's necessarily she wants a stuffed bear up her ass, but I think it was actually code for all sorts of things. Um, it didn't go with this, with this theme at all. Cause I think it just overshadowed the, um, the prom queen. Um, yeah. now we move to the dress. I hated it. I didn't hate the dress, but it like the fit, the fit is, I feel like just the fit could have been like the tiniest bit better. It was actually a very similar silhouette to the dress that we just saw. And also I'm going to say the same fabric. It was like a four, four way stretch fabric. It looks the same, but like the same fabric. Yeah. yeah. Um, neckline needed. Color. <laughs> the color was nice. It was like a, like a pink rose gold. It needed to, I think the sleeves needed to be shorter. I actually think for um, if she could manage it, if she could manage it, I don't think this should have been a full sleeve. I think this would have been really nice as like a bardo neckline and then have it sort of like cut down at the front. So then there's a bit more of a decolletage as opposed to having it, you know, cut straight across or, you know, go at the neck. Is it just, this girl is so tall and has these beautiful long limbs and broad shoulders, not girl, sorry. Um, they, them, sorry. Um, this person. Um, this person has, you know, beautiful limbs and I would have liked to have seen the limbs a bit more than being covered up in this fabric because I think but covering up in a type in a fabric like this, it looks like you're being suffocated a little bit. Yeah. That's just, but that could have been her preference. Or yeah, that she could have, have, she could have sorry, wanted to have that it. That could have covered. been their preference. Um, they, yeah, they could have wanted their arms covered. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you know, because I, I know even when I was shopping for wedding dresses, you have some people where you go, oh, this, this dress would look beautiful on you. And then they say, you know, I want to be covered up or I want this exposed or, you know, that your personal preference is different to what that, that person might want to wear. So I understand that as well. Yeah. But it still doesn't change the fact that I hated it. <laughs> the next queen we have is fucking Pythia. Fucking Pythia. Fucking Pythia and her drag daughter Apollo (laughs) I love this yeah it's so good 
I was like, I wanted, I actually wanted to wear something like this to my formal. I wanted to wear a silver. I wanted, I remember I wanted to wear this corset and it was like, it was leather within with silver flowers embroidered into it and gold birds. That's right. It was birds and um like flowers and stuff and then I wanted this like long black fishtail ooky spooky sort of skirt thing on the bottom mm. um and mum said no <laughs> and mm. I wore a red dress instead but anyway that's okay I yeah different time <laughs> yeah I, lo- I love this kind of look this sort of like gender bender like drag king what apollo was wearing i would have i would wear that i'd wear that now it's so cool i would wear that now it's just stunning i love it so much all of it that was my favorite look yeah it's awesome and then pythia looks amazing yeah and then finally, was this the final queen? We had our mate Geometric and her drag daughter, Electric Metric. What did you think? Tell me, tell me now. It was the same. Like, I, I immediately was just like, sold story. Like, it, it was kind of the same as Ken with Kendall. I was kind of like, story. Like, I, was, I almost wasn't even looking at the gowns. I feel like with them too, I wasn't even really looking at the gowns that much. I was kind of like, they've just sold the story so well yeah that's how they're gonna get through yeah good story um yeah this one i think was a bit better than candles though the construction was very good you couldn't fault the construction really and they really looked at all of the details was this a beautiful dress no was what you know geometric wearing beautiful fuck no none of it was beautiful or really overly appealing to look at however cohesively they all worked together the garments were constructed quite well very pretty colors it was a storyline they were all from they were both from the same universe this was very mother daughter too like this was like so this was gonna this wasn't even drag mother daughter this was like mother mother daughter (laughs) yeah so this wasn't i i think this is where you can get caught out with this challenge the challenge isn't about being the most beautiful there it's not about having the most um you know gorgeous outfit you know it's partly that's only a small portion of it this is mainly like I think the main part of this challenge because it's a makeover challenge is you need to be you need to have that relationship with each other and if that relationship isn't there then that's where you're going to fall and I think that's that's what happened in this situation and this in this case too she purely looks like like she very much looks like geometric's drag daughter like, yeah yeah like the the dress is some, definitely something geometric would wear and the hair and makeup is like yeah, she just looks, she looks like she is her drag daughter. Yep, for sure. Actually, it's, it's pretty well done. Yeah. Whereas you have, you know, Isis and um, Isis and Ruby on the runway both look stunning. However, they don't look like they're from the same family. They don't look like they're from the same, they don't look like they're from the same chapter, let alone the same story, you know. Like they're, they're both just two separate, very well polished. polished good yeah yeah when isis was talking when ice when isis was talking about the story i was like she knows this isn't a story yeah this isn't a story this is you know 
I had this outfit with me. She wanted to wear red. So I created a story to make this happen. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, I was almost like trying to come up with the story myself. Like as I was watching Isis's one, it was like, like, is she meant to be like her share to her Christina? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't, like, it wasn't yeah. quite there. Like if, if you have to, yeah, it's, it's hard, but like, it's hard because, it's hard because like, if it, yeah, if we, if the story component didn't matter, if like, it could have won, but that's, that was the challenge here. Or that was like, that was a big part of the assignment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Agree with you. It's just wrong assignment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you agree with the critiques that everyone, that the judges gave? I think so. Yeah. They were all because, very, yeah. um, I, I said at the beginning of the episode, this was all very wholesome. This whole episode. I loved how they were just very gentle with the the guests on the show. I thought that was very sweet because you're not going to go in there and rip into them. Yeah. Especially when they're teenagers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, you know, back off. But that they attacked the approach in a, in a, they had not the approach, sorry. They, their approach was one where it was you know compliment feedback compliment feedback yeah. um that's how you encourage people to grow not just being what i do on this podcast being like i hate this <laughs> i don't like that <laughs> yeah but that's what i do with my students i'm like okay so i'm gonna find something that you know is a compliment even if it's just you know them giving it a go and then I go in with the feedback and then you, you know, and that's how you just get them to, to grow and just be better and, you know, all that fluffy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, who did you think was going to be in the top and who did you think was going to be on the, in the bottom while watching this? Um, like like aside who were your favourites and whatever, who, do you, who did you think was going to win? Doing the critiques. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was obvious. It was Isis and Adriana. Yeah. I thought potentially it could have been Kendall for half a second because they were like, this wasn't the most polished thing. But yeah, I was like, you can't. She was maybe bottom three, but yeah. Yeah. It was that sort of thing where you can't escape that that storyline was not there. Yeah. That was what I thought. Yeah. And like yeah, they they went in they went in in on ISIS too much with the yep. with the storyline part that I was like oh ISIS is in the bottom. That that storyline was the prom was held at a you know at a casino or a club or something, and she went into the lift, and then when she was in the lift, she bumped into the the you know the showgirl that was performing in the other function room. And they were both in the lift together. That's the storyline. <laughs> it was just so. It was. It was just not there, you know. Yeah. You can't make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Like they just weren't. I mean, I can get how this is going to happen. I was like, I'm just going to make the perfect gown for her, and then she was like, "Well, well, fuck." I've, I've, yeah, <laughs> she must have just been like, "Well, I've made the best gown," and I'm like, "Okay, I don't have time to do one for my." myself like, I think yeah, did, yeah so she was like oh, okay well whatever I made a great gun I'm just gonna like come up with the quickest thing I can come up with yeah but also um there's a part of me that I'm like she kind of figures that she's like a sick bitch lip syncer so whoever was going to be in the bottom with her 
they weren't going to stay around for very long. So didn't I mean, who knows? She may have just thought that, like, what, some two of the other queens were just going to do that little bit worse. Mm. But, yeah. Who knows? But I, I think Isis was really, truly, madly, was deeply. Just, well, she looking. just thought she just thought that her look was going to be so polished that they just couldn't put her in the bottom. That. But also, I mean, to take away that, I think the more I think about it, um, I don't think she cared if she was in the bottom or not. I think she was like, I want this kid to have the best experience because she yeah. hasn't had the best experience in life. And she's like, I know what that's like, not having the best experience in life. So I want her to have the best experience. They very much connected. So I think it was just like, I just care about giving her the, the, yeah, the drag prom experience that she'd want. Yeah. She was like, I'm just going to make her a prom queen and never mind what I'm, I'm doing, which is, which is good. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I think, I think I would, I think honestly, me being like a teacher I think I would do a very similar thing I'd be like you know what I'm in a competition but also I want you to have this experience because not everyone gets to have this experience so you're doing this with me I I think I'd be the same unless the unless the queen I was paired up with was a fucking turd in which case (laughs) fuck yeah (laughs) then you'd be getting the like you just let your drag daughter out to dry and then just (laughs) Yeah, but she was a dickhead. Yeah. Fucking turd. Fucking so... <laughs> <laughs> it was like fucking Tanya and Lillian <laughs> who I went to school with. Fucking turds. <laughs> the infamous Tanya and Lillian. <laughs> Those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> now they're in the... They're... They're backstage untucking while the deliberate, while, you know, the judge is trying to figure out who's going to stay and who's going to go and all that sort of stuff. And the queens are really, you know, again, they're sort of thanking the, the teens for being there with them and really just expressing how they look up to them for, you know, the experience. And the, the teens are so thankful to be there and everyone's crying again. And it's just, you know, all very lovey-dovey, you know, happy family, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Everyone's just beautiful, except for the gowns that I didn't like. But overall, it's a very beautiful scene. Yeah. I forgot Kendall to mention, I, do, I, do, I do love, I do, I do love, I forgot to mention, I really love the wet, the wet hair thing is something I, I genuinely just love. I feel like most people tend, yeah, most people tend to always not like it when they're critiquing like a wet wig look, but it's like, I love it. I just I want know, to. you love it. And it's not because Kim Kardashian did it. No, not. Because I don't watch the Met Gala because I'm Australian. <laughs> now you're Australian. Only when it comes to this example. <laughs> when it fits my narrative. <laughs> now... I'm Australian. <laughs> now you're Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so bottom two do you agree i mean yeah winner we should probably talk about the winner do you agree with the winner agreed i was happy she won i mean you could tell she was gonna win when they were like they gave apollo um like super long to talk (laughs) during the deliberations they gave her way longer than everyone else 
Yeah. And it was yeah. nice. That's not a, it's not a criticism, but it was just like, you can tell she's going to win. When Pythia was <laughs> like, when Pythia was giving her a little chat, like thanking them, and then she's like, sorry, I'm chucking a geometric with my, with yeah. my <laughs> Emmy speech. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the producers think the G is annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> Pythia's just been very funny in this episode. Actually, even like the starting line of the episode, Pythia was like, we had to say goodbye to Kimura's grandma energy. <laughs> it was like opening line of the episode or like, I will miss her grandpa energy, something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was a little shady. Um... <laughs> yeah, she was, oh yeah, she's like, now I don't know. Now I don't have to give Isis a hard time anymore. <laughs> Love Pythia. Um, I thought her... Um... I thought her prize was Pov. Yeah, it seemed to slightly less in this episode. I, I, I mean, well, I still... No, it's not about the amount. This is where it was for. It's for, like, some drugstore, which is, like, a chemist. I thought it was a makeup thing. It's for a drugstore. Oh. I have it here somewhere. I don't want a two-and-a-half-grain gift voucher to chemist warehouse. <laughs> I have it here somewhere. What's there? Oh, yeah, 2,500 beauty gift card. Yeah, but for the drugstore. That beauty. <laughs> yeah but I'm, I'm just thinking like how good are their chemists over there like all we've got what like, we have makeup in our chem we call drugstore chemists in australia i mean if um, you i mean most i mean if you got if you had like a two thousand five hundred dollar voucher to price line you wouldn't be mad because they have a lot of makeup but i'd be mad <laughs> a lot of makeup though yeah but like is it the best? Maybe not. But. Yeah, exactly. I don't want two and a half grand worth of shit. It's also very expensive. They've got Rimmel, which I don't mind Rimmel. Um, could you order in stuff though? That's another thing. You could order in stuff with that. Yeah, but if it's only, but if they only sell that particular product at that, like, you know what I mean? You're not going to get the product you want. I use like Tarte. They could order it in though. I use Tarte and Trixie Cosmetics and Morphe and shit. You're not going to get that from the chemist <laughs> well you know not all of us can do that <laughs> just give me two and a half grand well you know what maybe she could spend two and a half grand on i mean it's fucking lithia sean just give it two and a half grand don't give it two and a half grand to go to the fucking chemist what are you gonna get some fucking gaviscon dual action for your heartburn some neurofen some lactase for your gay friends and a lactose intolerant and some rimmel okay buy a ton of um buy a ton of um travada or 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 prep Uh, good can be expensive depending where you are i think it's a pob (laughs) but five thousand dollars is donated to it gets better canada yeah that's fine courtesy of shoppers drug mart oh you know what maybe oh yeah so shoppers drug mart yeah, it sounds confusing though. Does that mean that, that like, that's where the beauty gift card is as well as the $5,000 donated or is it just the $5,000 donated? That company would be sponsoring this episode and that's why they get a $2,500 gift card to shop at their POV chemist. And also that POV chemist is being really nice and giving $5,000 to that charity. Well, yeah, maybe it's a highbrow chemist. I don't know. I think not. I'm going to Google it. Look, we don't live in Canada. Canada 
Canadian listeners, you're there. I know you are. I don't know your names, but I know you're there. Can you write to us at bringbackthemustard@gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and flick us a message at bringbackthemustard. Can you let us know if this like drugstore is POV or not? And when I say POV, that's an Australian slang term for just being really bad crap quality. Some people love going to chemist warehouse. Yeah, I, but like not for makeup. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Two and a half grand. How many eyebrow pencils do I need for my lifetime? <laughs> what else could you buy? You could buy a hairspray. Um, um, Keeping in mind, I need to cook dinner. So <laughs> I don't know how much you can get at the chemist is what I'm saying. <laughs> chemist can be expensive. Yeah, but like I'm a straight person. I don't care. Maybe she buys a lot of vitamins. She could buy vitamins. <sighs> just eat some fucking vegetables and you'll be right doll that's all i just think you know maybe they could have gotten a two and a half grand neutrogena like neutrogena or maybe you know urban decay because kendall gender before was being all like i love my urban decay all nighter it's a must have and then all of a sudden made me be like fuck well now i can't buy urban decay (laughs) you know Maybe they could have gotten a two and a half grand voucher for Urban Decay because they must be sponsoring it in some way because, you know, she made a point of being like, I love my Urban Decay, you know, all-nighter. So, you know, that's all I'm saying. Not the fucking chemist. If you're going to give me a voucher for the chemist, you may as well give me two and a half grand cash so I can buy whatever the fuck I want. That's all. Um, if congratulations, Pythia. If Shoppers Drug Mart want to sponsor us, our email is bringbackthemustard at gmail.com. <laughs> we appreciate your business. Yeah, look, if they want to sponsor <laughs> us, go for it. Because, I mean, for all I know, they could sell amazing products. And that's why I'm asking our Canadian listeners to let us know. Tell us about your chemist. You know, how many sponsorship ads do we hear where they're all like, you know, when I heard of this brand, I just thought, you know, what? Another drugstore, another chemist. What's so special about them? Plot twist, they're the fucking best. So, you know, that, that could be the I mean, storyline. Maybe they have massive makeup sessions, sections for all we know. Yeah. Who knows? We'll never know because maybe. we're still in lockdown and we're never going to go anywhere or find out for ourselves. So Canadian <laughs> audiences, can you just hit us up and tell us? Maybe the shops here just suck. I mean... We should Australia deserves better. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, congratulations, Pythia. Um, our bottom two, we have Adriana and Isis Couture. What were your thoughts before the music started? Go. Oh, Isis was going to win. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I'm like, well, Adriana, you had a good run. Straight away. It was yep. like, yeah, it's going to go that way. Yeah. You'll See you later. It. Yeah. And yeah, then the song started and it was like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm actually starting to think as of episode, I mean, I've been thinking it for a while, but I'm like, it's either going to be Pythia or Isis is going to win. And after this episode, I actually think that Isis is going to win because I feel like they're giving her a lot more airtime to have a chat about, you know. Everyone online keeps um keeps not talking about Pythia. I'm always like, why don't think why don't people think Pythia is gonna win? They're always just everyone's just been like, it's either Isis or Kendall. I'm like, it's not Kendall, it's Pythia. <laughs> Fucking Pythia. Where have you been? Oh, it's top three. Top three is definitely gonna be Isis, um, Pythia, and Kendall for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Intel. Yeah, 
pretty good lip sync. Both were fun. Yeah, good song. Yeah, very good song. Um, yeah. this, this was Isis, though. Isis yeah, yeah. played the drums on Adriana's head, and I'm like, Adriana, go take a nap. <laughs> I mean, Adriana tried. Like, she didn't do bad, but, yeah, you could tell Isis was going to get it. Yeah. It was the two Latino queens, so that was a bit of a – so you could tell it was going to be, like, a bit of fire. Yeah. It was, it was a good lip sync song. It was fun. Yeah. Do you agree with the winner, winner of the lip sync? Yeah. Yep, Debbie. I do. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, it cracks me up when they have the artist that sings the song watching the lip sync and they're, like, singing along with it. Um, I would assume the producers would tell them to do that because I never sing along to myself, even the songs that I write. Because I'm just like, gross. It is funny. RuPaul always does it with his songs too. I always find it funny when he does it. Yeah, but RuPaul looks at himself in the mirror and he's just like, I'm him. He probably looks at himself and he's like, you today, you're going to show up on time. You're You're going to show up early. That's going to be revolutionary. His whole thing is you turn up 15 minutes early. He did an interview with Oprah. He's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's on time for him. He's like, you know, I always turn up 15 minutes early. Yeah. And then Oprah's like, and I'm all like, I'm always fucking early. Why aren't I as rich as RuPaul? I'm always early. Because mm. I hate being late. <laughs> you're unique. And I'm like, I'm in like right on the minute. Like, no, you're always late. <laughs> no, you're always late. Oh, for friends, I'm always late. <laughs> Lately, I've been on time. Oh, that's true. For carols, you're always like right on the minute. If we're doing carols together, and I'm early for carols. Or you're well, yeah, yeah, but like if they say you need to be there at six o'clock, like you're there at like a couple of minutes to six. Yeah. Where I'm generally there like early. (laughs) Yeah. Or yeah, if it's like call time five forty-five, I'm probably. But if we're starting at six, I'm probably there at like 5.50. I'm actually very good when people come over. Like if we invite people over for dinner, I'm always the master of having dinner like served right from the plate. So guests are walking in and like the food's going on the plate. So it's fresh. Mm. Or if it's been resting for 15 minutes, like it's just finished resting. So if you're fucking late, you fucked up my dinner. (laughs) That's the thing that happens. <laughs> well, I think you just you just plan your dinners for me to be late. Huh? We never have that problem. So I think you must just plan your dinners for me to be late. I sure do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> so I'm like, well, we're having Sean over and I'm cooking for him. So I always like tell you knowing that you're going to be late. Yeah. And now you're going to try and like mess me up. And I'm going to be like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway that wraps up this episode very cute wholesome episode don't you think yeah it was nice it was a very nice episode it made me very happy yeah and brings us to uh, next week with their reunion yep and then they um in the teaser they said that next week they're going to find out who the top three is who do you think the top three is gonna be oh yeah like probably isis pythia and kendall yeah, that's what I think too. Because G has been in the bottom twice, so. Yeah, Kendall's only been in the bottom once. Both yeah. They both had a win, but yeah. It yeah. just feels like Kendall's probably going to get it. Yeah. And But yeah, I think there's rumours that maybe the queens are going to be voting for 
for this top three. Oh, fuck. I hope not. Oh, wait, no, it's only Cynthia Kiss that's, like, out of the click in the rest with the rest of them. Yeah, it's not like there's going to be, like, a Brat Pack majority voting or anything. Yeah, fuck that. But, I mean, even if there, even if there was, like, there's only two out of how many, like, difference is that going to make? Mm. But I don't know. But I don't know for sure. They just said that there's a twist. But that's the twist. Yeah, potentially. Well, just flash to Shangela. Mm. Yeah. Well, I look forward to it next week. Yeah, me too. It'll be fun. Much better time to have a reunion rather than a year later when everyone's forgotten what's happened. Mm. I think she must have released um the the Boa video soon or or recently. I think I saw something about it on Instagram. I think she's like. She's done a video with everyone and then I think she's ending it with Boa. Yeah. She's asked everyone what they thought of, um, of Boa calling her out. Good chat, Sean. Good chat, Mel.